0: to Minute 121 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob and joining me today is Lisa Leahy of the Critical Movie Critics and the upcoming Between the Scares podcast. Uh, Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Rob. I'm pretty excited to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you're actually my first guest who's never seen this movie before watching it for this. So I'm really looking forward to to hearing all of your ins this week. Uh, you know, getting getting a very fresh look at this this movie.
1: Awesome. Hopefully, I don't embarrass myself.
0: Hopefully, you liked <laughs> it. But we'll get to that. We'll, we'll. <laughs> don't don't give away spoilers on that.
1: Sorry. Oh, already. <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. Not a
0: problem. So a minute one twenty one. Which first of all, I'm very happy to say we've passed the two hour mark. You know, only only another fifty two minutes to go before we you know wrap up this movie. So hopefully, everyone has still been able to keep up with us and they haven't you know gotten tired of, of listening to. Us to talk about the Great Escape. So well, we're, uh,
1: get, we're in the good stuff now. You can't bail now. <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Every every minute in this movie is good. There's no. This person. is true. This is oh. true.
1: But now we're really we're starting to to get over the hill now. You know, and not no that that's worse. That doesn't work. This idea of like we've gotten into the next act. Exactly. You know, like we turn the page and something new is about to start. So you can't bail now. Exactly.
0: Minute 121 begins with Henley and Colin running for the first and ends with Willie uh, assuring Roger that Danny is alright. As we discussed last Friday, they started the escape. Prisoners are starting to, uh, to get out, one by one. And then we finally get to Henley and Blythe, who, just to remind everyone, Blythe is blind as a bat. So Henley has to help him along. And he does so in this minute. He First thing, they start running towards the forest. It's, it's funny the way that you see that Henley pushes his head down you know, to try and avoid a, a tree branch and things like that. You know, they they throw in all these little things just to, to make it seem as if uh, Donald Pleasant's, you know, Colin is, is actually blind right. by just like bopping his head down and things like that. So it, it's uh, it's interesting that they do that even though it's not really necessary because they did just run across the, the field and they're not really crouching that. much.
1: This, and that's true. A lot of the running, you know, you sort of look at it and go, okay, well, they don't seem too concerned about being seen, but I did like that. I think that that is kind of necessary. It's believable that you've got um, Henley really looking out for Colin in every little element. You know, if you, uh, to be able to lose your sight and so quickly really out of, Seemingly out of nowhere, and then to have to do this crazy momentous thing, Colin has to completely rely on Henley, and it's nice to know that even a tiny little branch that could catch him in the the ear, you know, Henley's looking out for him. That takes a lot. Right?
0: No, no, I agree. I just find it funny that that when they're running across, (laughs) they they come out of the hole. They're 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 standing up. You know, they only wait to duck down once (laughs) they're actually in the forest. Those
1: branches can be fierce
0: is I, I i wonder if they're actually real branches or this is you know they're on a sound stage oh or, they
1: gotta be those not. trees looked terrible i gotta tell you one of the things that i one of my complaints is that these trees looked cheesy
0: <laughs> so in other words uh they're, they're plastic they
1: they, so, they were definitely you know,
0: plastic so the idea is, is that he wants to save colin from getting hit in the head with plastic leaves which probably could hurt more than regular yeah
1: leaves. you know that they might cut so, into him we've got to be careful
0: yeah, yeah. Then he might look like Blofeld. Or
1: something <laughs> afterwards.
0: You never know. And so we see them run into the to the forest. And then, interestingly, this is one of the few times in the movie where we get a completely black screen for a second. I mean, the obvious reason that we're getting a black screen is because of the fact that we're in the middle of a blackout. Yep. <laughs> you know, we get to hear Danny and Willie have their little discussion in the dark. You know, basically, Danny is completely frightened. Uh, obviously, you know, they, they wanted to add a little tension here and have them be the characters stuck in, in uh, the tunnel when the, the lights go out mm-hmm. after everything that we saw over the last few weeks with Danny showing how much fear he had of being in cramped spaces. So now we get to see the payoff of that. You know, we see uh, Charles Brunson acting really, really scared, which is not something that you usually see.
1: Exactly.
0: Or that you would expect.
1: Exactly. Especially, you know, the Danny he's been to this point. I mean, only very recently has he started showing this, this fear, this phobia he's having of tight spaces and dark spaces, where in the beginning of the film, when we first meet Danny, you know, he's this strong guy, he's joshing with other men and, you know, getting the things done that he needs to get done. And it's only recently that he's really started turning and now you really start feeling for him. Yeah. You start associating like, well, if I was in this dark tunnel, how would I feel? And I would probably feel pretty much the same way as Danny does.
0: No, but he, he also has, has a claustrophobic history. Do you have a claustrophobic history?
1: <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't. And I, I'm thankful for that. But then I still would also be worried. So perhaps he's that much more worried right. because me not having
0: the same exactly. kind of history. Exactly. I mean, uh, what, what, what's funny is that when we th- when we think of Charles Bronson, so most people think of him in all of his roles in the late 60s, early 70s, mid-70s. Yeah, you know, this, right. this is a, it's it's a relatively early uh, starring role for him. I mean, he he was in a few movies beforehand. You know, he had some big roles in them also. This isn't the first big big film of his, but but he still didn't doesn't have the persona that we all think of uh, when we think of Charles Bronson. You know, from from Death Wish, and you know, especially uh, it, it you know a lot of people have said that that they they find it strange looking at him without a mustache.
1: Yeah. You know, they're used <laughs> to sure. they're used
0: to having the, the. I actually think he 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 looks better and more reliable, you know, without the mustache here, with what he has He's to do here. You want to trust?
1: Exactly, I agree.
0: Exactly, and not to say that I wouldn't trust him in Death Wish or, or any or in Assassination or any of the other movies that he made afterwards. But you know, it's I I'm I've always been a fan of his movies from the 60s. You know, you have this, you have uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, which I love him in mm-hmm. Dirty Dozen. You know, those those are the type of movies that that I've liked him in, and and he never has a mustache in those movies. So so me, you know, unlike most people, I I prefer him in his pre-mustache roles than his post-mustache roles.
1: The clean-shaven Charles Bronson. Exactly,
0: exactly. (laughs) So they start having this little conversation about Danny saying that, you know, that everything's going to collapse on him, Ew. and Willie yeah, tries to reassure him. And I love how how Willie reassures him. He say his name three times. He goes, "Danny, Danny, Danny. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Danny, it's delight. <laughs> you don't have to worry." I love so much. how we
1: start tearing people up now. Like I I loved this element of the film where we start buddying up. You know, like we're we're going to leave the schoolroom now. Everyone get a buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it seemed really great that these two come together, and I love that. You know, Henley was was partnered up with with Blythe, and then now you've got Willie and Danny. You know, just looking out for each other.
0: Yeah, but Willie and Danny have been looking out for each other from the start. You know, even in mm-hmm. the, when they get into the camp, you see how they they work together so so easily. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you know, there, there's a scene at the beginning, which, uh, you probably have a, a a slight memory of, where you know they're they're getting ready to, to 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 break out right at the very beginning, and Danny then asks Willie for for some from cigarettes, and he just gives them to him. You know, secrets are are a a very uh, high commodity that people need to use in prisons and in POW camps and everything like that. And the fact that they showed right away that the two of them are basically sharing everything. And we see Mm -hmm. that they're inseparable throughout the whole movie. You know, it's not really much of a surprise that they stuck together. And anyone who's seen the whole movie knows that it's beneficial for them to have stuck together at some point. Mm. But we won't go there yet. We'll wait a few weeks to get
1: there. Not yet. Not yet. Hold on to that. Exactly.
0: We, we we still have another two months of this of this podcast, so we'll we'll keep people in suspense who who have decided not to watch the movie and just want to listen to us talk about it, you know. Before then, and of then of course, and then we jump back to another black screen. You know, the black screen moves, and then we we hear Roger and Mac at the final way station. I guess you can call it right before they're about to get out. Roger starts screaming down into the tunnel, which uh, it, it's pretty funny because they're trying to you know. Keep silence here. You would think. but, but You would think, exactly. You know, is, is are they that far down that if they're s- screaming and the hole is open on top that, that no one's going to hear? I mean, are the air, the air raid sirens aren't going off anymore, are they? I don't think so.
1: No. Uh, I don't they... recall
0: hearing the air raid sirens at that point. So, no, they've stopped. Exactly. So for them to be for him to be screaming down, you know, like it's a screaming whisper. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, or, or it's a, a loud whisper, I guess you can call it. And he goes, light the fat lamps down there, which which is great because, you know, you get to see the whole time that the lamps that they light, they're, they're not, you know, they don't have candles. Basically, I mean, in the original book, which... Did you ever? Did you read the book? I
1: haven't read the book. No. no. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I, I think i might have to fail you. You may. which everyone knows. Lisa. Lisa's a teacher, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> do love my do fiction, homework. though. I'm a fiction girl, so it's tough sometimes to get into the nonfiction, especially the history. But, you know, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll try well, to in... be prepared for next time, I promise.
0: <laughs> Apparently, that's what all your students probably say to you in and, the... Uh, and... And do you believe them when they say that to you?
1: No, because they don't say that to me. <laughs> they tell me they read it. And, um, you know, at least I'm being honest. And I didn't, you know, try and use the spark notes as my version of, oh, yeah, I definitely read it. No, 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 you didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So in in the original book that this is based on, they explain the fact that the they made the, the candles out of margarine, margarine and wicks. Oh. So, you know, for him to say, like the fat lamps, that makes sense because, you know, they're basically burning burning the fat, mm-hmm. and using using wicks on that. So I, I like the fact that they stay as true as possible in that aspect. I mean, there's a lot of things that are very different from the real escape. During this week, we'll be discussing numerous aspects sure. of that. This is one of the ones that they, they, they got right and they did well. I mean, I also love the fact that everyone's got a pack of matches on them. You know,
1: <laughs> They were prepared. <laughs> matter they were where prepared. you are. Those scroungers did their job.
0: That's right. Everyone needs to be prepared with, with, with uh, matches. It makes you wonder where they got so many matches. Sure. But Henley is good at his job, I yeah.
1: guess. Well, I mean, they're not running around with, you know, like a little plastic Vic lighter, I don't think. So they got to light those cigarettes somewhere. Exactly.
0: Somehow. That is very true. <laughs> you know, after Roger does that, they go back uh, to the darkness with Danny and Willie. And you can hear them say there's there been an air raid and they've cut off the lights. Mm-hmm. And then once again, we get uh, Willie trying to reassure Danny by saying, says to him, it's all right, listen to me. And then he lights up the the. The little fat lamp there, and we get to see, once again, Charles Bronson looking scared, He's completely scared. Not something that you see very often in movies with uh, Charles Bronson. So he actually gets to show everyone that he can play so scared. Yeah. And we get to see also the, the cramped space that he really is in mm-hmm. here. You know, you see the, the trolley, you see that they have a lamp on the trolley. So I guess Willie uh, must have found the lamp on the side and you know, put it on the trolley in order to, to light it up. And he, he like tries to focus Danny and says, Danny, look, there's a lamp. (laughs) And then it's great that Danny grabs the lamp and starts looking at it. And you see that he's starting to understand, okay, this is what we're going to have to do. And this, we're going to have to, you know, this is how I'm going to get out of this. And then once again, we get Roger and Mac screaming back down the the tunnel, whispering loudly. Come on, fellas, move, move. Mm -hmm. We can get dozens out in this darkness, which is also helpful to to the viewer, because they're they're trying to tell us you know, the fact that okay, there still is this air raid going on, so it's completely dark, and they can try and get more out. But oh, dozens! I think he, he might be exaggerating a little bit, because <laughs> I mean they're not moving on how that fast. Air
1: raid, I guess, but
0: yeah, I mean they're not they're not moving as fast as we we would like them to move. There's no question right. about that. And then Danny begins to realize what's going on. He puts the lamp back up. And then we get a quick shot of of Hiltz trying to figure out what's going on. Once again, we get Roger screaming down, what the hell is going on? And then Danny, we see that that his face shows that, okay, he's figured it out. He's going to be able to get out. And then he convinces Willie that he's got to go first. Then he'll be right out after him. And he tells, uh, Danny says, you go. And he goes, no, Danny. And he goes, go. And then he pushes him onto the trolley. Willie realizes that this is the best way to do it. So he climbs on the trolley. As soon as he climbs on the trolley, he doesn't have to, to motion or anything like that. Roger, at this point, knows. Usually you have the double tap. You know, the... The they, little... tap with the... with yeah. The little uh, trowel. That's right. That's the what and I the, wanted. <laughs> there you go. They tap it with the trowel. In this case, they don't need to. Immediately, Roger knows. And he starts pulling... Actually... Pulls the rope pretty pretty frantically yeah and we, we get to see you know him pulling that rope until Willie finally appears and then Roger begins to uh, interrogate Willie what is it what's this Willie and he says the problem is Danny and then Roger goes is he stuck in there the, the question is is when he says is he stuck in there is he do you think he's concerned for Danny or is he concerned for the mission that basically Danny's messing things up for everyone else
1: oh or I definitely think? think he's worried about me messing things up for someone else. Um, he's, Roger is, is focused on getting this job done. He has all of these moving parts. He's got these guys who are really professional at what they do. They know what they're doing. They've got their job. This is the guy who, you know, (laughs) knows how to go through these tunnels. So he's like, why is he holding everybody up? He needs to get moving here. Um, and now they have this extra time that's been bought for them through this air raid. You know, now Roger has in his mind that he can get out dozens of guys, so mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be slowed down. He needs this to move faster. Right. And so, if something's block, if someone is blocking that tunnel, he's not going to be too happy about it.
0: Uh, that is very, very true. So Willie's response is that he's all right. Yeah, you know? that's pretty much how this minute ends. So, do you have any other notes for for this minute, Lisa?
1: Well, what I liked about this minute was the the symmetry of this. So coming into the movie for the first time, not having seen it, um, and preparing to speak with you about it, I watched the minutes first and took down some preliminary notes, not knowing who these people were, really what was going on. And what I liked about this minute was the symmetry, the way that they were set up. I really liked how you had... On the left side of the screen, you have Willie and Danny talking to each other in the dark, trying to get their bearings. And then when we would switch over to Mac and Roger, um, they're on the right side of the screen. So there was this interesting balance being set up, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I really liked that element of, you know, these two guys, Roger and Mac on the right, are trying to get things going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. But Willie and Danny need a minute, and they're taking their minute. Um, or seconds, as the case may be, but you have this situation where they 're set up visually that way they 're in opposition, and we need to get them both on or get them both get them all literally and figuratively on the same side of mm-hmm. this plan like let 's get Danny going because we need to right. move, and so I liked the visual of that, especially not knowing really who was whom in this moment. Um, when I did come back and having seen the movie all the way through, seeing how all of this was working, it was nice the way they set those visuals up.
0: Wow. That's great insight. I mean, that's something I never would have paid any attention to for the fact that uh, I can't even remember the first time I saw this. must have been when I was a kid. So, yeah. you know, I, I've always known who they are and what's going on. So, wow. That's just great. All right. So if you have other notes for, for this minute, do you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you?
1: Well, you can get in touch with me. Um Online, we have uh, through the Rabbit Hole podcast system. You can check that out to find the Between the Scares podcast episodes, um, and you can also find me occasionally on the LambCast podcast episodes. I pop up there every now and then. Um, and I don't know. We'll see what what comes together in the new year. All
0: right? Yeah, uh, you got. Uh, we're we're right now ending 2021, so you never know 2022. Just around the corner. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to the show. You can contact us by email at thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And our Twitter account is Great Escape MXM. Lisa, you want to come back again and discuss another uh, minute with us tomorrow?
1: I would love that. Thank you.
0: Okay, so until tomorrow, tally-ho.
1: Tally-ho.